Make me nervous, man. I don't know. That's, that, I, I do have to tell you this. I got a phone call on the way here. It's incredible. A young man named Alex Charles. Okay. And I'm like, I'm tears on the way here. Really? Because he, he, the first year that I started student teaching in 99, 2000. So that first year, he was my first class that I taught. He was a freshman. Oh, wow. And so my first football, first PE, first health, everything, he was there. There was right. a group of kids. And I have a picture of them somewhere. There was like a huge group of them that I had. And um, he calls me and he says, he says, hey, how's it going? You know, I'm like, hey, Alex, how are you? He's like, how are the kids? You know, you know, and um, we're just talking, how, you know, how do you, how are you teaching PE? You know, all that. Oh, he, uh, he works at B&B Appliance. He runs it. Okay. And so he's amazing. He's he's worked so hard, and and he calls me. He's like, I just wanted to call and tell you that I appreciate everything you've done for me. And I was like, What What do you mean? And he's like, The life lessons that you taught me. And I'm like, And he started going on. He's like, There's things, and he started explaining them. And I just like, I started, you know, like tearing up. And I'm like, And I'm just listening to him. And I said, Alex, I don't, I don't know what I did, but I, I, you know. And he said, I'll tell you what you did. And he told me specifically one thing. That motivated and i was like and and i i said i can't believe that right like i, I and it's happened more than once and i'm like wow that, that's and and you know i i feel you know god is saying like hey you know you're getting ready to start school don't forget right you know it's like a reminder and, it, and it's it was so intense and i just sat there and i was like tearing up and i'm like i don't think you guys understand like how much i learned because of you right. from the greatest students to the ones that that are the, the greatest troublemakers the, the greatest quote-unquote problem children right you still learn a ton so it was crazy i mean i was just sitting there i was like and we got off the phone and i was just like wow that's incredible like dang see it was, it was crazy you got to text them this link the link to the podcast <laughs> I, I, yeah. uh, see that's where i have trouble i'm like look at me no <laughs> i know no but I, yeah i, I, I hear you it. i hear you damn that's how we're starting look at that uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of This Life, a podcast by Myrca Media. We're here in the Local Hub Studios once again. Um, first, I want to give a big shout out to everyone that's been listening. Um, it means the world to me, and it means the world even more when you send me like a Snapchat or a, a video of um, you like laughing or being like, yo, this is a great episode. Please keep it up. I, I, that, what you were just talking about yeah. <laughs> that makes just that makes my my day i got a text the other day from my friend Allie, um and she was like i just like laughed out loud at the episode of you and julio and i was like damn dude you ali caliendo remember her yeah oh yeah 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 she oh and, wow <laughs> anyway um <laughs> we're gonna get into this right now uh in a little bit but i want to give a big shout out to local hub as always our sponsor um this is where we make the podcast they are a co-working space as I've said before, um, right now they're doing 50% off, uh, when you sign up in August and they are also they're they're actually not doing it, but we have remote workers here who work at home or have been working from home and have talked to their employer and have had them pay for their monthly subscriptions. So if you're a remote worker, you work for an agency or you work for, for anyone and Maybe you can't get work done at home and you need a different scenery. Local Hub is your spot. Uh, their website is localhubsd.com. So if you go there, sign up, um, come visit us, say what's up, uh, come say hi to me and tell them I sent you. Today is a really special day. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, 
across from me here, I have teacher, coach, um, super fit guy. Um, I mean, I can go on and on about this gentleman. Um, some of you, his name is Victor Garduño. Some of you know him as Coach Garduño, Mr. Garduño. It's usually just Coach Garduño, right? Generally, yeah. Generally. Um, I know him as Coach Garduño, and even now I call him Coach Garduño. So, um, yeah, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I It's uh, it's very surreal. I think we, we talked about that. It's, it's very humbling as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you came on. Um, <laughs> so we actually met before, and we had... A, a, like a two hour, three hour conversation of just everything yeah. um, that we probably should have recorded. <laughs> Hopefully we can duplicate it. Um, but first of all, I want to kind of, for those of those that live under a rock and don't know who you are, um, <laughs> what do you do? Sure. Uh, who are you? <laughs> well, I, I grew up in Escondido and uh, I actually went school locally. I, I grew up and I went to Glenview Elementary, Hidden Valley Middle School and Orange Glen. So uh, Same. very, very grateful. I had a, a very, very good experience all through, all through. And when I say good experience, it, just people I met and things, it was, uh, it was great. It was, it was, it was good. Um, but along the way in high school, I, uh, I did sports and, and um, ran into a, a gentleman by the name of Ken Putnam. And he was my middle school PE teacher. And, uh, I would uh, come back and, and see him in middle school and visit with him. And one day he said, uh, you know, I, I think you should get into teaching and coaching. And I said, no, I, you know, I, at the time I was getting ready to uh, do all my fire science classes, getting ready to finish EMT. And, and I wanted to go that route. That's the route I was planning on going. He said, no, 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 no. This is, you know, he explained it to me. And I said, ah. and um, sure enough, I ended up uh, changing my mind and changing career paths. So after graduating uh, Orange Glen in 1992, it's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe I said yeah, that. I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trust me, I, I feel that. Um, but um, I, I graduated, uh, went to Palomar for two and a half years, finished my uh, AA degree, and then uh, was very, very fortunate enough to get accepted to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Went there for two and a half years. And then um, as fate had it, I, uh, I came back and... And it wasn't really by choice, but I came back to to um, to Escondido. My father was really ill. Uh, they didn't tell me until I literally walked through the door when I was done. Wow. Um, I graduated in the in the spring, but I finished uh, three months earlier. And when I came home, they told me, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, my mom sat me down and said, um, "Your father uh, has stomach cancer." <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, so at that moment I stopped going any, any route of going to become a teacher. And I just started working full time in San Diego. So after that, uh, that was in March in July of 1998, my father passed away. And, um, the last thing he said to me was, uh, he said, go finish what you were doing. Don't, don't do what you're doing now. He's like, it's your, it's your dream. It's what you want to do. And, um, a lot of things learned from him, but, um, he passed away and, that was uh, very life altering. And soon after he passed away, I applied and got my credential through national uh, was my Ken Putnam, who was the one that kind of pushed me in that direction was my student teacher. And, um, and that year I did student teaching in the spring and got hired that year and started teaching 99, 2000 at Orange Glen high school and been there since. Damn. So, uh, 
yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy ride. I mean, it's been so many ups and downs and, and when it, when it all comes down to it, it's like, man, this, it's a good life. Like it's been really good. Yeah. And I, I, I tell people all the time, I don't know what I would be doing if I wasn't teaching. If I wasn't coaching, I don't know. It would be something in the health industry, I, I, I imagine, but it wouldn't be as, I think, as, as, as important or as gratifying as, as being a teacher. There's something about it. Right. So, and I feel it. I mean, 20, what, going on 22 years here so, coming up. What, you said you had a full-time job. What was that job? I actually worked for, it would, now it's called Verizon and I did outside <laughs> sales. But back in the day in 98, it was called uh, AirTouch. Damn. So AirTouch, which was now is now Verizon, um, I worked for them. That's crazy. And did outside sales. So I wore a suit and tie every single day for months. How was that? That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that was off. I was just, now when people see me in a suit and tie, it's like, whoa. I'm like, yeah, well, I own a suit. I mean, yeah. shoot, I got you know, I gotta have one. But um, yeah, it was awful. I, I mean, I that, talk about doing something that you don't love or aren't passionate about. It, it'll it'll drain you. And yeah. I can see why people are just not happy. Like, and I get it. Like it's there's something to be said. So, do, you, do you think you would have been a teacher if your dad hadn't have said, finish what you started? Because sometimes you, you're on that, you're kind of towing, tiptoeing that line. Right, right. And you don't, I mean, the same thing happened to me. You don't really have, I mean, think, thank God for my mom. <clears throat> she was the same thing. I mean, she wasn't dying, but mm -hmm. she was like, go for it. Yeah. Same with this podcast. Two shout out to my mom. Um, <laughs> she was like, now's the time. Right. Do it. Now's the mm -hmm. time. And I was just like, I agree. So would you, do you think you would have been a teacher if, if you wouldn't have said that? I, I believe I would have, if he was, because I was planning on doing it. I didn't know he was sick. So I was actually planning on doing it and, and planning on uh, becoming a teacher. And actually it wasn't even going to be here. So, I mean, and that's, that's a longer story. That's a different, different time. We but, got um, time. We got time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but I think I would have, the, the turning point, and I believe more than anything, it, that, that, that day, that, that night that he told me that, it was a, I, I would say it was a life changing. It was, it was a turn for things, uh, for my life because it, it, I really opened my eyes to, to a lot of things and it was a life lesson from him. Yeah. Um, the, you start seeing things when you get older about what people have said to you. And if I start looking at it, I was, you know, 22, 23, 23. And um, this man was 54. And when I look at it now, the, the amount of experience he had over me, for him to give me that advice was something. And I didn't know it at the time, but now looking back, I'm like, hmm, you know, that, okay, he was speaking to me. Like he, he was, don't do what I do. Don't go to work and do this. And, you know, basically work yourself to death, you know, yeah. exhausted. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm exhausted, you know, I, from coaching and stuff and <laughs> right. running and all that right. stuff. But it was... Um, as you get older, you start realizing the people before you that laid the foundation are the ones that that have the experience and the wealth of knowledge to, to give it to you. Right. And so would I become a teacher? I believe so. I think it would have been different though. The 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 attitude the that, that everything, yes. Because my my dad, <clears throat> both my parents came from Mexico and um and they work here and they and um shortly after, like when I was in high school, uh or a Palomar, excuse me, um, my dad became a citizen. He took the test, everything. After my dad passed away, my mom became a citizen. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, my dad, he went from working on a, a chicken ranch, all for a San Pasquale Valley Road, Old 78. Yeah. There's an equestrian park. 
Okay. That used to be a chicken ranch. My mom and dad lived there. He That's would crazy. run the ranch. Then he became a mechanic. Um, well, first star, excuse me, he worked for waste management here in Escondido mm-hmm. and um, then became a mechanic. So it was crazy. I mean, like he, he, everything he did was off a sixth grade education. Wow. So when I looked at it, I, it really, it really didn't sink in. Like it doesn't, it didn't make sense. As I got older, I started realizing like, wow, look at, look at all that he does. Like it really started sinking in, Yeah. you know, all the sacrifices he makes. And my mom, same thing, you know, she had a, an eighth grade education and she didn't have, a, you know, any kind of background in, in, in school or any kind of degree or anything. And she worked for Sony for years until she retired. Dang. So, you know, and she retired just shortly before my father passed away, but it's, it's, um, it's, like, it's just, it's nuts. I mean, the, the, the things that you're like, for me, my parents, what they gave me the foundation of like, those people worked. Right. And, and it's like, okay. So I think looking at him and what happened in his last months and how he attacked everything, it was with a tenacity. It was with a purpose. It was like, <clears throat> no, you know, this is how you work. You know, when we were at his funeral, his good friend, um, I gave the eulogy and his good friend gave the eulogy. And he used those words. He says, I've never seen anyone work with such tenacity, with such a purpose of just being the best that he could. And I remember seeing that and hearing that, and it just stuck with me. Yeah. And, you know, they, the excuses started to get become less and less. Mm-hmm. And then the reasons to keep going became higher and stronger and more. So he was, they, they both were. And, you know, my mom's still alive and actually still lives in the same house that i grew up in that's so, crazy yeah but um yeah I, he gave a lot and, and i learned a lot from him after Pur- the fact puras ganas 100 as they say without a doubt um give me one sec sure. i think i forgot to turn on the mic on the camera mm. we have to do it again <laughs> yep oh that was a close one okay did it still record everything yeah oh okay everything and then because I have that audio and I have this audio and I just <coughs> sing it oh, together okay. and I just use this audio. Dang, you work hard. <laughs> okay. So, I have to stop saying so. Uh, and, um. <laughs> and, um. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, yeah. You know. Yes. I want to, I want to share a story and I want to go back to, I think I'm going to, I'm going to keep that, the beginning part that you told me about the Alex gentleman. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. There it is again. Um, And <laughs> I... I want to tell everyone, and I told you this last week, <laughs> you and I didn't really, I took your, your weight training class, which holy crap, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, but I, I took your weight, weight training class. I played football and I, we had a couple of run-ins. We weren't like that buddy, buddy, like close. I mean, not that you're buddy, sure. buddy with your students, but no, you wouldn't call it like that. We we're very close, sure. but there's one in, not an incident, but one interaction sure that we had that stuck with me and i just i told you and anyway i was yeah. i was i was sitting my aunt was a cashier mm-hmm. uh my lezu maya shout out <laughs> and she would let me just hang out there during lunch i obviously didn't want to be around people because i was severely depressed and i had no idea and i've already spoken about that but right. i was in there just kind of listening to my music i had my, my headphones or my earphones in and you came in and you started speaking to me. I don't really remember about what, but I had one earphone out and, <laughs> and you were, you were, Oh, I think you were speaking to me about, about the workout. You're like, are you sore? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sore. And you were mm-hmm. like, really? How, how, and as you spoke, you just very, very gently 
took the the earphone out of my the out of my one. ear. <laughs> yeah, and I was all slouched, like sitting on a chair, and just 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 being a total disrespectful sophomore. And I remember being super pissed off and super right. And I said this to you, I, like my chest was like puffed out, and I was just yeah. like I was like steaming, and and you left, and I was like I'm gonna sue him, I'm gonna tell my parents, yeah. I hate him. Um, <laughs> but that stuck with me because at the time I didn't know that it was you teaching me something. It was teaching me about respect, respecting myself and respecting others. When someone walks in, you stand up. Hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. You take the earphones out. Um, I told you that when, even now when someone like is talking to me, I'll be like washing the dishes downstairs and they'll be like, Hey, hey. I'm like, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I'll, I'll dry my hands exactly. off that you know, yes. quick and like, okay, I'm listening now. Right. And, um, I mean, at the time I was pissed and I'm sure a lot of other people have a moment like that with a teacher where they're just like, man, that guy's a jerk. Right. But then afterwards they're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Um, so, and you just, you spoke about Alex, how he gave you one instance right. of having you making an impact on him. Right. Are there any others that have kind of stood out to you that people come up to you and say, Hey, I remember when you did this and it changed my life or it did right. this or did, like, do you have any other little examples of, of something like that happening? You know, it's funny. Um, I generally don't share things like that with anyone. Okay. And, and the reason I don't is, um, um, it's more of, of, I, I'm not trying to boast, you know, I, I, I generally don't share with him just cause I feel like, Oh, look at, he's going to talk about himself. And I'm, I generally right. don't, I, right. I really don't. I, uh, I look at it as a blessing, like God speaking, you know, through this person saying something, it's like I needed it at the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't know I needed it, but I needed it. Right. But there are there is there's been more so in the past, probably in the last couple of years, three years, and and they've come at the at the right time in the last three years for sure. Um, but uh, I was in uh, Cocina del Charro with uh, my friend, and uh, and my and so she and I were sitting there, and um, and uh, this young man Julian comes up, he's like, "Oh, Coach Cardinio," and I was like, "Hey." And he goes, oh man, let me get a picture with you. Let me get a picture with you. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. I'm like, I'm not so <laughs> okay. You know, I'm working at Orange Glen, right? I'm not on the. I'm not gonna be on the TV. And so, you That's know, so funny. it's funny. So my friend Shannon goes, like, looks at me, and I go, and uh, and so we're sitting there, and um, and he goes, like, oh man, this guy, he was, the, you know, and I just kind of tuned out, but he. I could see the joy in his face. He's like, man, I love taking your class, and we did this, this, and he's like, man, it just thank you so much. And I was just like, wow, you know, just a thank you. Right. Um, young man, Eddie Espinosa. Same place. Yeah. Same place. Shout out to Eddie. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to Eddie. <laughs> but Eddie Espinosa came up to me and same place. We're in the same place. And uh, my friend and I and she, you know, Shannon and I were sitting there and, and, um, and, and he starts talking to me. He's like, coach, you don't understand. Like you were, you were this, you, we saw you work and you know, you pushed these guys and you did this, but you know, you loved us. And, and I was like, gosh, dang it. Yeah. Yep. You know, there, there's those instances. One, one last one I'll tell you was really incredible because I, I didn't even speak to him. I was in PE class and I'll run with my PE classes. I'll always, you know, try and run with them yeah. each class at some point mm-hmm. just to show them like you're what you're doing. I'm going to do. And whatever, that. you know, whatever you're going to do, I'll do it. Pra- practice what you preach. Exactly. And so I, I believe in that. Not everyone has to. I don't look at someone else who doesn't. I'm like, okay, that works for them. No yeah, problem. Right. Not my place. But um, Brian Moreno. Shut up. Uh, shut up. <laughs> uh, works at T-Mobile. And um, T-Mobile now in Orange County. But I saw him at North County Fair. 
or Westfield, sorry. Yeah. Old. Old. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Westfield uh, at the, the mall and he said, um, and I walked in there and he was like, Coach Gardunia. I go, oh, Brian, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a manager here. I'm like, Brian, that's so great. He's like, yeah, I'm working my butt off and this, this, and this. And I said, wow, that's so awesome, Brian. I, I'm really happy for you. He's like, what do you need? I was like, oh, I just want to check this for my daughter. And blah, blah, blah. he's like, you know, he said, um, I just want to thank you because I think about you almost every day. And I was like, oh, what, what happened? What did I do? Like, <laughs> I, I, you either did something really great or you did something to motivate them right. to say, forget you. Like, I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. And, um, and he said, it wasn't even to me. You were, we were running. And the one girl ahead of me, you were running with her. And you said something to her and it, and I heard it and it's always stuck with me. And I was like, well, what, you know, Brian, what is it? He's like, it's one thing to, to quit. It's another thing to give up. And he said, neither are going to get you to where, where you're going to be. They're not going to get you ahead in anything. You cannot quit and you can't give up. You cannot. You always have to go forward. And, and he's like, that's always motivated me. And I, I just want to do well. Wow. And I was like, and he's like, I, you weren't even talking to me. And I was like, wow, okay. And so I was, you know, I, I don't know how I said that and what, what, in what fashion, but he said the words quit and give up. And he said, and just, you know, you, you can't fail. That's crazy. And, and, and so I was like, wow. Okay. So I, I, that actually stuck with me because I also thought about, you know, what impact do I make in the world? Sure. Um, you obviously have, you know, your platform as a teacher. I'm I'm not like social media famous, but mm-hmm. I've had people reach out to me about maybe something that I posted or a, a podcast or something saying, hey, it's so great to know that I, I'm I'm not alone. Right. Um, and that reinforces and I strongly believe this is that words are so powerful. Words are like I've been called a gaslighter before. And yeah, it was ugh, stupid. I'm not going to get into that, but <laughs> I'll, I'll get pissed again. Um <laughs> But I had, who did I have? I had a volleyball player reach out to me mm-hmm. and she was like, I had no idea. Like I had no, no idea. That's how you were feeling. And right. you were always so positive. You were always so, I loved playing for you and you would, you always knew, you know, how to speak to us. And I absolutely loved that because I, I, whenever I started coaching volleyball, like a, a new season, I would say, if you respect me, I respect you. If you don't, if you don't respect me, there's a door. You can walk out. That's right, fine. Right. And then I tell them as well, like, if listen, if you don't want to keep doing this and you're showing up, not giving me effort, leave. That's fine. Maybe you'll find right. a passion somewhere else. Right. I won't, I won't hold it against you. And th- this girl was like, that actually made me think about whether I wanted to play or not. But it made me want to play more. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't even remember saying right. that. <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, I know it's something know. I believe in, but right. um, words... Words are just, they're so powerful, especially Absolutely. with, with people that, uh, I mean, respect you a ton, but I want to touch a little bit on if you're comfortable talking about this, your faith okay, absolutely. and, and how you tie that in. I'm, I'm not a very religious person. That being said, I'm not like an atheist or anything. Right. Um, but I always, I speak to people that are in tune with their faith mm-hmm. and, and you and I spoke about it about playing church and right. actually going to church. Right, right. And how does that influence your life every day? How does it, how do you kind of coincide with, with faith and mental health and right. everything? Well, I, I do have to tell you one thing. I, I, like I, the, the, the fact that you came out saying that you struggle with depression 
and that I it was so amazing and I was so proud of you for doing that because and not that you need my my approval or anything but to think that someone can be that vulnerable and just to speak I mean it, it, that platform that you have is helping others to say like wow I you know you're, you're a player I had no right. idea and I, I I think and we talked about this like we share a lot of the same characteristics and right. and um, flavors of depression where I will you know kind of struggle with um, I like we, that we, flavors that, you know and, yeah. and I think the, the scariest thing is for someone to see us for who we are, mm -hmm. really. And if they if they would see us, if they knew everything about us, would they still respect us or like us? Exactly. That is the scariest thing because, like for me, I, I can tell you, and I told you, I, I made tons of mistakes. I look at the teacher I was, and not that I'm the most charismatic, influent. I don't look at myself, I look at someone who has passion about what they do, like right. loves what they do right. to the core of their being. I love being in front of students. I love being at school. I love my job. 100%. It is the best career move I ever made. In the same note, what if they saw me for for what I was at my lowest points? Right. What would they say? And and so, you know, when a, when a player says, like, I had no idea. Well, I, I'm not sure that we would really, you know, kind of show them who we are. And when we do, are they mature enough to say, like, whoa, okay. You know what I mean? Because it, it is maturity. Yeah. It's a hundred percent maturity. Big time. And um, my faith. See, that's the funny. We, we talked. Um, I grew up uh, a Catholic, cradle Catholic, mm -hmm. baptism, communion, you name it, yeah, everything. You have to do all this stuff. You Same. Know, stuff. And, and and you know, I, I, that's that's what I knew, and that's what I that's what I believed in. And um, I started understanding that more and more. Uh, I, I a friend of mine, Kevin Johnson. And shout out to him. Man. He's, he was, he's a good man. He lives out in Alabama now. Um, I was going through a really tough time. And I was looking at him and I thought, our daughters are playing softball. They were, you know, 12, 13 years old. And um, <clears throat> and one day we're, I'm at a game and I'm looking around. I'm like, hey, hey Dad, where's, where's Kevin? Oh, he took the kids to church. And I'm like, why isn't he here watching his daughter play? Like, I know it's Sunday, but you got, you got to come watch your daughter. And I kept thinking, like, what, what's, what's different about him? Well, he, he agreed to meet with me. Like I said, it was a very low point. And um, he agreed to meet with me. And this was when? I'm sorry. This sorry. was uh, 2012. Okay. 2012. And um, and he agreed to meet with me, and I sat down with him, and he started talking about uh, Christ and the relationship with Christ. And um, and I sat there, and I was like listening to him. But then we started sharing. We were very, very transparent. We were talking and, and everything. And, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I said, Kevin, you struggle with the same things I do the same types of, 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 of thoughts and, 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 and anger or whatnot you struggle with. It. And he's like, you bet. But I, in my mind, I kept thinking like, you like, I had no idea. Yeah. You have it all together. You know, you got it going. Like, you yeah, got it. Exactly. And so, man, he, he is a big, him, Robert Prescott, um, and Anthony Taylor, these three men really sh like shaped me to understand, like you have to pursue Christ. And the religion part is one thing. But the religion part, you can get caught up in all the all the bells and whistles, if you will. Right. And so, and that relationship with Christ is ongoing. So how it helps me, I think, is, I, I think the biggest thing is patience. And I, I, I struggle with that at times. I really do. It, it's, it's hard because I have to take a step back and, and understand where someone's coming from. And it does come, people say you lose patience as you get older. I'm actually in a point where I think I have more patience mm -hmm. than I did 
when I was younger, I look at the, the type of teacher coach that I was when I was younger. And oh man, I, I like, like in a snap, I would break and I would just go off. Hothead. Oh, big time. <laughs> uh, without a doubt. Same. You know, and, and, and now, you know, dealing with a student, a disruptive student, whatever, just snap off, just, you know, and almost berate them. And well, that's how we were taught. Well, exactly. So, you know, generally you're going to be the, what your parents are or what you were seeing, what you've seen or what you grew up with. Um, what I started realizing was that <laughs> but that's good. Yeah. What I started realizing was that there's cert, every, every student, every person you interact with is going to respond differently. Right. And, um, with that, there's students and players that I could just rip into. And when I say rip into, you know, you're, you're coaching them, you're critiquing them, you're telling them like, we just went over this. You got to, you know, this is what you got to know. And just almost challenging them. Right. And there's other players and students that you got to just pull aside and be like, tell me, tell me why you did that. Like explain how that works. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of looking at you and they, they've never been asked like, Hey, tell me why you're doing that. And they're exactly. kind of, why aren't you losing your mind? Exactly. You know, and it, it's, it's the point where in the, in the past, you know, so many years it's students misbehave and doing something. I go, go step outside. What? step outside and I start talking to the class and they might be and even cussing and oh man, if I was younger and they were cussing, no, it's over. Like, no, mm -mm. Yeah. now it's like, okay, you feel good about it. Okay, good. <laughs> so we go outside and I'm like, again, tell me what happened. And they're almost like, they're waiting. They're like, you know, like you said, like puffed up. Jacket, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you're waiting for the yeah, reaction. You're just so waiting. You and so, punch yeah. First. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll duck and then I'll go across <laughs> you. And, and, but he, he, um, you do that to a student you're like, tell me what happened. Bah, 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 bah. I'm like, no, talk to me. Right. You know, so you're coming down. So, and, and a lot of that goes back to faith is, is, is being patient and being slower to anger. Like these, 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 I, I guess you'd say these little terms that you could put on a coffee cup or something, but it, it, they, they are impactful. Right. Um, I think the relationship with Christ has, has been very beneficial, especially during this uh, transition of COVID and everything. It's been very trying. It's been very difficult at times. And along with, going to run and lifting and, you know, going out and just trying to be active. Um, that has been something that I've grasped onto a lot yeah. and believe in 100%. And, you know, I, I tell students all the time, I, my faith, which I can't talk to you about cause we're here at school, but yeah. I believe in this because I, you know, in your faith might be uh, a certain quote or it might be uh, God, or it might be your religion, this, you know, Buddhism or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, but, I said that faith is a, is a very integral part of, of, of finding basically who you are, I believe, and what you were meant to be and where you, how you were created. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. And, and some people don't, and, and that's, you know, okay. And, but I also don't shove it down people's you know, throat. If there's right. an opportunity to talk about it, I gladly talk about it. I'll talk about it as much as I can. If I don't know, I'm going to tell them I don't know. You yeah. know? So that, I think that has been really one thing that's helped me a lot in teaching don't get me wrong i still fire off i still i still get after it because you can't no you can't i mean and, and trust me I, I i challenge people all the time in class every time and there's some that respond and others that don't i'm like okay you don't respond let's find out how you do yeah you know um but i if we're not going to challenge them then what good are we doing you have to challenge them right. i mean because you you come to you come to my class you come to practice you're responsible for your attitude and your effort that you control that I'll control everything else, how, what the workout is and what, but you respond by what you give. And that response is going to tell me a lot. I, I tell students all the time, I feel, and I'll, I'll argue with any teacher on campus 
my class, my profession, my colleagues, we teach the most important, most important subject on campus. And a lot of people argue like, well, they can't read, you know, we can't do English. Oh, they can't math. They can't worry about, I said, yes. But if they stop moving, what happens when they stop moving? They die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop moving, you die. That's true. <laughs> so, and I said, but also understanding why we shouldn't stop moving. Not mm -hmm. just, you know, you got to go run, which I do a lot. And I send, right. my, I send the kids on, but why? There's a reason why. And this is why. And especially look at COVID, people just sitting around and, you know, being yeah. just in their own thoughts. You've got to get me, you got to move. And, you know, people are stressing that. So I, I feel like it, it's, it's that, that important. It, it is that much. It, it speaks that highly of, of what we do. And, and all that to me comes back to faith and what we were um, meant to be. So, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I want to go back to something you said because I went to school to be a teacher. Uh, I, graduate with history degree, mm. which I totally use now. <laughs> and th the thing that threw me off when I used to work at after school programs, mm -hmm. I always wanted to give more and tell the kids more. For example, in my fifth grade class, my second year of, of after school program, we, there was this big bullying thing going on. Okay. Like girls were bullying each other. Boys were bullying each other. Like it, it got bad. So I kept everyone inside and I started talking to them, talking to them, you know, and, and I asked them, what is bullying to you? And this one girl that always got bullied was like, <laughs> Rose, like, she was like, right away, I'm first. And she was just like, bullying is this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, who else? And then people just started speaking up and it got to the point where we're all on the same page. And some, some kid was like, well, why is bullying bad? Doesn't that like make you stronger? Mm -hmm. And I wanted, I was in that tough position where I could be like, yeah, man, but if you're the last person, if this person is living in a hellhole at home, comes to school, and then the last thing they hear is, you're an idiot. Right. And that sets them off, and they just, they decide to just kill themselves. You're responsible for that. Right. And I kind of, I, I almost said that, but I was tiptoeing around it, and and then also working, just working in the public sector for so long. Right. Made me not want to do it anymore, because... <clears throat> Everything you do pretty much reflects on, you know, reflects on the city of Poway, reflects on Coronado, right. or there's all this red tape where it kind of holds you back. Do you ever find that to be a problem when you're trying to, to kind of bring a point across to kids? You know, I, it, it's funny you say that. Um, I've had numerous run-ins with parents, and one in particular, I'll, I'll never forget the parent. I don't know the student. I, don't, I can't tell you something, but I'll never, I can still see the parent. And she looked at me and says, it's your responsibility to figure out what's wrong with him. And I looked at her and I said, and I looked at her and I, and you know, I, I was, this is where patience, I didn't have it, <laughs> but I was very calm. And I said, if it's my responsibility to figure out what's wrong with him, then you failed at your responsibility for the last 16 years to figure out how to bring him to me. Yeah. And so it was, it was almost like, okay, you're going to talk to me like that. I'm going to talk to you. And I look at it now and I think that's not the right thing to do. Like, mm -hmm you fight something negative with something negative. Like I'm going to hurt you. Oh, you're going to challenge me. I'm going to hurt you. Yeah. Back. And, and I, I, as much as I want to say like, Oh no, I got that. It's, it's still like, take a deep breath. And yeah. I have to think to myself, what situation am I getting into? Think before you say anything. Um, so do I find anything that holds me back? Not necessarily. Um, because I'm, I tell, uh, and this is where the hard part where, where this distance learning, everything that's going to happen. You, you develop a relationship, you build a culture in your class. 
And like you said, in the weights class, we had a culture. It was, it was, here's what we do. Here's how we do it. And this is what we do. This is just it. Don't sit at the gym or don't sit in the weight room. Don't sit in the weight room because, you know, know? and, and because this is a place of work. And if you can take that to your classroom mentality, this is a place I've got to get this done. Then it, it, that's why I say it's the most important subject in all school, because I can learn a lot about a student by the way they participate in my class. Mm -hmm. I learn a lot about them, you know, as far as mentally, as far as being pushed. And I start learning. I go, oh, okay, I'm going to learn. I'm going to, okay, I got, I got this person. Okay, I think I got him. Let's, let's figure it out. Yeah. So if, if I look at things that have stopped me, there really is, I mean, obviously there's laws and, and, and codes and stuff, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. but, but there's not, there, <laughs> there's not, um, there's nothing that stopped me because I've always developed a relationship with the students of honesty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you exactly. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say like, man, that was so good. If it wasn't good, it wasn't good. You can do better. You know, I, I, I told students, you know, you know, reach, reach up as high as you can and, and they'll, okay, reach higher, reach higher. Yeah. You know, why are you, you know, reach as high, show me like stand up, get on top of something, look how high I can reach. Like it, it's always challenging, always trying to figure out a relationship to build with them so you can keep challenging them. Um, you know, like you said, you know, calling them an idiot. I, I tell, why are you acting like an idiot? And they'll look at me. I'm like. You're acting, acting like it and you're not Yeah. like you are so much better and so much greater than this, but you're acting like this. Tell me why. Yeah. Like, what is it? What's going on? You know, because that's not how you act. You know, we all act differently. Words. We have professions we talk to professionals. We have to talk a certain way. We have to, we talk to our friends. We talk to our boys and stuff and we talk a certain way. You, you have, I think you have to know how to push them and, and what avenue you need them to go. Like, okay, this is what we do. You know, and and this is how you react here, and this, and and let them be kids. Let them be, you know. <laughs> what up, coach? I'm like, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, hey man, how's it going? And then, you know, handshake. I go, this is how we do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I go, but I'll be your boy today, right now. That's why, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's 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 funny. Like it's it just, I, I don't, I don't. For me, I don't see anything that stops me because I'm not doing anything with with a, a malicious heart. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything to belittle a person. Right. But if I were and I did, man, I, I think I'm harder on myself than anything because the, one, the moment I do it, I go apologize to them. And I, I've done that for years because it'll eat at me. I can't have this. I can't, I can't let this person leave like this. That's big. So, you know, I, my own kids too. Uh, I, I, geez, I, I told you I, I coached my daughter's softball team for years and i ripped into her like i i would but i told her in the beginning i said i'm going to be so hard on you because you're my daughter and i don't want people to question why you're playing i don't want people to think like oh he's she's just playing because that's that her dad's a coach yeah and i was like no 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 you're you're gonna be out there because you deserve to be out there and when you don't deserve to be you'll move in the lineup you're like okay you're batting third now you're batting eighth yeah because you're not hitting so how do we fix and i mean we would we would sit there and talk and and whatever and about it afterwards because i would i would tear into her i would challenge her and afterwards i would tell her why and at times when i did something wrong if i might have said something wrong you know not cussing by any means but just said something like berated her belittled her right i stopped you know so many minutes later or whatever pulled them all in like they, the other team the whole team heard it i brought them in and i looked at her i said what i said to you was unacceptable that's not okay mm-hmm. i let my emotions get away and i let myself go into a place that 
I shouldn't, I shouldn't have gone. It's okay. And I'm looking at it going, it's not okay. Right. It's not. That then created a young girl who, who literally says, don't ever stop challenging me because I'm going to prove you wrong. And so it's like, okay. That's awesome. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing that really, st- I don't think if, if you're, if the, if a student or a person knows, or even wants to just believe that you're coming from a good place and that you care. And I think that's why coaches and teachers, the, the coaches that really fly off the handle and the, the, the players respond to it, like, okay, they, they have a relationship with the, with that person and they know where they're coming from they're, They want the best for them. They want the best out of them. And this person responds this way. So I'm going to go off on you. Right. So it, it you know, it, it works that way. It works both ways. I mean, there's plenty of them. I remember like my son, my son, when he was young, Ben, <laughs> he, um, he didn't, you didn't really have to yell at Ben. And I tell you, like that, that kid, you want to take a break? No, we're good, man. We're good. Okay. Deep breath, deep breath. Yeah. Deep breath. There's, um, he played flag football and this is before I really started, um, I guess learning more about coaching and, and words and such. And I'll remember one time I grabbed him. And I didn't grab him like force him, but I grabbed him and I said, hey, and I said, I told you to run the route like this. And I told you, you know, and you run it like this. And he just stared at me because the kids were always taught to like, you're going to look at them. Yeah. If someone's talking to you and, and giving you information, you're going to look straight at them. I don't care what they, if they're looking around, I don't know, but you're going to look at them. And um, because it's a sign of respect. Right. And, um, and I remember him just staring at me. And I sat there. And this is years later, I started looking and just probably about a month ago, I said, I drove by this, this football field in Vista where, you, where, where I was, and I remember doing that to you. And now when I drive by that football field, like my heart breaks a little bit. Yeah. And I told him, I'm so sorry. I did not know the impact that I had on you. And I'm so sorry. And he looks at me and he goes, that's okay. And I go, no. And I didn't know at the time and it never sank in. And it wasn't until recently where I was like, damn, damn, damn. But as parents, you know, it doesn't matter who you're, you're going to mess up. Yeah. And, and that, that, that culture, that interaction that you have with your kids, your students, whatever, if you have that base of a relationship, if you have that faith, then you know that things will work out. They will, whichever way they're going, they're going to work out. And yeah, it's, it's, it just, it's, it's you, know, you never, you never know. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to touch more on, on what it is like to be a parent with, because, and again, I'm going to talk about something that we spoke about before mm-hmm. you said that your, your kids were kind of going through, through something mm-hmm. because you were going through something. I actually had an incident and I'm even now I'm kind of debating on, on telling the story, but so my mom listens to the podcast. Shout okay. out to my mom. Big shout out to my mom. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, she, you know, and this happened, this just happened last night and she, you know, she told me careful what you say on your podcast because you know, your, your clients will listen and all this other stuff. And I was like, all right, that's just mom being mom. She's, she's worried. She's probably going to be even pissed that I, that I talked about. <laughs> just listen, mom. Hold on. And, I was just like, okay, fine. So we talk again and she says, 
um, she, she walks over to me and, and she goes, I, I had no idea that you were depressed in high school. Why didn't you tell me? And my dumb ass, um, <laughs> no, it, it wasn't a dumb ass moment. It was more of like a, I wasn't understanding where she was coming from and she wasn't understanding where I was coming from. Sure. So I immediately just like, I was like, why are you making this about yourself? Like, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm putting these things out there. You told me to start this thing. And right. Like I said before, like I told you before, it's been a long week. I've, I've been pretty emotional. Sure. Um, and I think that all just caved in and like came out and we spoke about it today. Mm-hmm. I told her, look, I was a teenager. I had no idea what was going on. I was scared. I, I just thought that's how people felt. I thought, you know, I've always learned, don't be a pussy, you know, yeah, just, yeah. just move on, right. be happy. You're fine. Right. And I, I spoke about that in my podcast with Jasmine, episode three, go listen to it. And <laughs> just shameless plug. That's perfect. You got, you got to, man. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. We spoke about, she was talking about how I love my mom. I tell my mom everything. Mm-hmm. And my mom and I have had a great relationship, but at times it's been shaky during sure. high school. I'd barely talked to her because I just kind of was, I was depressed. Like yeah. I, and I was, I didn't know what was going on and just so much stuff going on. And that brought me back to those times when she'd be like, how was school? And I'd be like, good, right. Good. Right. And I didn't see it before, but she was just trying to reach out and mm-hmm. have a relationship with me and be like, I see something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. Please tell me. Mm-hmm. But of course you're a teenager. You're like, mm, get out of my room, mom. Yeah, exactly. So, we spoke about it today and she said, look, this is what I meant. And this mm-hmm. is what she's like for a mom. It's, it's so hard when you see your kids struggling, but you don't know how to help. Right. You don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You, and she's like, you need to have a parent on. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it's like, mom, come on, come on the podcast. Yeah. And well, she, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She yeah. was like, well, you know, um, anyway, <laughs> she was like, as a mother, especially as a Mexican mother, because Mexican mm-hmm. mothers are so, they love their kids. Absolutely. They, 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 we're a part of them and they have not that like white mothers or other mothers or don't think like that, but it's a culture. It's, it's, a, it's culture a culture. Thing. It's exactly. For sure. So she was like, you have no idea how bad it hurts to hear this now mm-hmm. and hear it on some show that you're just putting it out to people. Right. And I said, okay, I understand that. Right. But look at me now. Mm-hmm. Look at what I'm doing. Look at how far I've come look at what I'm still doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to, to live with this depression and all that crap, right? but I'm handling it. Mm-hmm. And if I ever need you, I'm going to talk to you. And then boom, hugged it out. She cried a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she didn't cry. Um, but have you ever been in a situation like that where you just, you see your kids suffering, you don't know what's going on or you do know what's going on or how do you handle that as a, as a parent? You know, it's again, mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. I, I think in any success is never just always winning. You have to fail more than you have. I mean, it's a total cliche. You do have to fail a ton to succeed. You have to, there's never going to be the right way. There's never a clear road, like just a straight road to everything. Parenting. Definitely. You do like this all over the place. You just squiggle back and forth, back and right. forth. And there's the end result, but you're still over here doing yep. this. So, and I, you know, people will say that older people will tell you like, you're going to mess up and you're just like, yeah, okay. You know, it's true. Yeah. And, um, you know, as a parent, 
the best thing that I have done that's been the most successful. And not everyone agrees with it. Not everyone agrees with my, the way I parented or, or the way, you know, uh, the kid's mom parented, you know, um, when, um, but we agreed on one thing is that we're going to do it this way and we're going to do it together this way. And again, it, it's not, it doesn't work for everyone, you know, but, um, I would say I was very strict, but I built a foundation with the kids. You know, that's what we did as a, as a, as two parents. We, we I feel that we built a foundation and an open line of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's mama's boys. There's boys go tend to go with their moms. Yeah, me. You know, and I, to- <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a mama's boy. I don't think until after really, really after my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't all that tight because in high school, you know, just, you kind of like you, yeah, okay. My mom, but I was more with my dad. He was at home in the evening. My mom was working the night shift. So, right. um, but I think you develop a, a relationship and, and some sort of foundation is set. Um, to this day, my daughter, Kayla, I love you. Um, shout out, big shout, shout out, out to big shout out, Kayla. <laughs> and Ben. <laughs> oh, we'll right. get to him in a second. We'll shout him out in a second. <laughs> but to this day, Kayla, um, will open up to me and say, dad, I, I need your help. And that was built over time because, I, I, I feel I would just approach her. Hey, Kayla, what's wrong? Nothing. Well, what's wrong with, and I would bring up a name. Is this, you know, and she's like, how do you know? And she, and I would say, because I'm a boy. <laughs> I was a boy. Yeah. I'm still a boy and, um, trying to figure out how to be a man. Right. And, um, and I just know these things and, you know, I'm around it all the time, but I know it, I can see it. And she would open up and tell me and, it, it it's amazing dad i don't know how to help this person i don't know i can't relate to him i don't know what to do and for as a father that's that's all you want from your kids and from your children that's all you want is them to come to you like at, a, at an age because they're going to come to you they're not going to come to you because they're like eh, you don't know we're right. just old and stuff yep. you can't even work your phone i'm like what are you talking <laughs> about I, I can answer it i'll text you back um it takes me a while but yeah I do it. yeah but i figured yeah i gotta pull the phone away like <laughs> But um, as a parent, that's what you want. You want them to be able to come to you at a certain at a certain point in their life. And she's, you know, she's 18. She just turned 18 in January. And um, a lot of people's like, oh, she's an adult. Um, no, not no. yet. <laughs> and, you know, she would say like, yeah. I said, listen, there's two things that change. One, you can go to prison. And two, you can vote. <laughs> I go, besides that, nothing's changed. And she's yep. like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, I joke, I joke a lot, but now she has more freedoms. And I think that's based on the relationship and everything the foundation has built and keep moving forward, you know, and, and that, that I think is the biggest thing to build a foundation. Um, you know, uh, Ben, God, you know, uh, shout out to Ben. Benjamin <laughs> now, Gordon. all right. Now, shout, shout out. out. Shout out. <laughs> um, they're, 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 I have literally, we have two amazing kids. We really do. They know how to push our buttons for sure. <laughs> but uh that's our job yeah for sure that's our job as kids (laughs) their mom and i uh we uh we have two amazing kids um respectful work hard they they but they're also two different kids they're totally different right kayla is 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 very much like ah, you know bubbly and uh, and ben's just really kind of even keel and just kind of like yep just kind of there and and i don't like to uh i i don't like to label them as anything i I think that's that's also when they're younger you're like oh you're just like 
And then there's like, oh, okay, I'm going to believe that. Yeah. And, but um, <laughs> I remember when they were their toddlers, they would they would be climbing up a, a ladder, and, and <laughs> their mom's like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, don't tell them no. Like, hey, this is how you do it. Like, help them so they can start figuring it out right. on their own. Like, I was that was a big thing for me because I, you know, you tell start telling someone, no, no, you can't do that. Pretty soon they either start believing it, like, oh, I can't do that, or, hey, no, I can. Watch me. Don't yeah. tell me I can't. Kind of thing. So. Yep. I think that, you know, circling back and everything, um, they're, they're the same. They're, they're both great work ethic. They do well in school. They're they're They think critically they, they can, you know, they can, uh, do for themselves. They can, they can speak to someone. Um, one thing that that's amazing. And I'll just go real quick. Cause, uh, Ben, uh, uh, he had to pick up a car at the district office and, um, uh, I was giving his mom right home and, and, um, he sat out there. It's so funny. Uh, Rich Watkins, who is in human resources, I believe. I don't know. He's the district office. I totally don't know. <laughs> I try to just do my job as yeah. best I can. <laughs> but Rich Watkins, all of a sudden, we're driving away, and I look over, and Rich is uh, um, talking to my son. Okay, we drive away. Football game, a couple of weeks later, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, I just want to tell you something. You're, you have an amazing son. And I was like, oh. And, and to me, that as, a, as a parent, you're like, wow. Because as a parent, they're just like bugging you. And they're just like, you know, you're just like, oh, pick up that. And, you know, yeah. why don't you pick up? Why, why are you just sitting right. there? Stop playing your video game. And um, but he's like, you have amazing sense. He just sat there and he had a conversation with me. And it was a great conversation. He looked at me and he did, man. And this is, a, you know, uh, this is a, was someone who was a teacher when I was in high school. So you know, those things of eye contact, those things of, of speaking and being able to hold a conversation with someone older right. than you or whoever, it, it sticks out. Mm -hmm. And and he was like, it, he just, you know, I don't know how much he liked talking to this old guy, but he <laughs> sat there and talked to me and looked at me and shook my hand. And I'm like, wow. You know, so they're, they're, they're both the same, but they're also just different. They're mannerisms. And it, to, to say that I love them would be an understatement. Like... Like, like you said, like moms and such, there was nothing that I wouldn't do for them. Yeah. Like absolutely not. If they needed something, I'll find a way, uh, whatever. Now, if they want something, then you got a good job. <laughs> 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 but, um, but no, even then, if they need something, like I'll find a way. Yeah. And if they, if something, you know, you hear this all the time from people like older, I'd give my life for my kids in a heartbeat. Like no doubt about it. It wouldn't even be a thought. It'd be like done. For That's sure. Awesome. So that I think is parenting. Yeah. Just that relationship. So do you hear that mom? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like you had a good I, one. <laughs> I think, I think it goes both ways because, and I, I look at the way I, I've behaved in the past and I'm just like, like I said, I'm, I mean, I'm 25 years old. I'm, I'm kind of a hothead still. Sure. And I know sometimes I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, especially when they're your parents, you're just kind of like, shut up mom I'm yeah, 25 Jake, yeah, yeah I'm but man. yeah exactly but like you're <laughs> saying like yeah you we never really grow up in their eyes and no i mean they just want the best for us mom i love you um, <laughs> absolutely but uh so your thing is just pretty much because i have a lot of friends who listen to this who are, are young parents mm -hmm. um or we're kind of old now anyway <laughs> uh i have friends who are who are parents and I mean, they're just trying to figure it out. I think yeah. at the end of the day, we're all just trying to figure it out. But for, sure. for the parents out there, is it just throwing a little bit to kind of build that relationship in the long run? Or is, is that kind of what you're what you're hinting at? You know, I, I think 
and again, this this is my belief 100%. I, I, I believe in this wholeheartedly. I think more than anything, the time that you spend with your kids has got to be the most beneficial for them and you. The biggest regret I have was not being there when they were younger, hmm. you know, coaching, teaching and stuff. That's the biggest regret from my family standpoint. I wasn't there enough because in my mind, you have to, when you're at work, you got to give it everything. Yeah. And so coaching football for so many years, it became to where no one's going to outwork me regardless. But when you say yes to this, you're saying no here. Mm-hmm. so because i was saying yes to this this suffered and and they were they were great they were supportive they were always at the games they were always cheering we're gonna lose you know i smiled and saw them like hey yeah and um it, it it was uh it was great it was awesome and um i think more than anything it's my biggest regret was not being there enough yet at the same time the best thing I, I could have done was when I was there to be there, be present. And not I wasn't always present, like by any means. I was tired or whatever, you know. And I think when I was present, I tried to just enjoy them because it's over in a snap. Like yeah. it is over. I remember my daughter running up to me, Daddy, 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 Daddy. And she would hug me. And I'm telling you, it was like overnight. It stopped. It stopped. Yeah, you know, I, I, and, and I still remember going, wow, it's over. Damn. You know, she, and she used to, I used to say goodnight to her and, you know, tuck her into bed and she would look at me and go, she would like tap on the bed, like come lay down. <laughs> and I was like, oh. and, and my, again, time, my biggest regret. And I tell this to parents, uh, like guys that just a little bit younger than I am that have young kids mm-hmm. don't ever pass a moment where they want to do something like that. Don't let it go because when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, it's not you're not going to get it back. And I would tell her sometimes like I'm so hot and sweaty. Like I'm so, I don't want to get your sheets. I should have just laid down. Yeah. And the times I did lay down, I fell asleep. And she'd be like, Hey, Dad, <laughs> you got to go to bed because I got to go to bed. I'm, like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, um, I I would tell my son, Don't ever be ashamed to give your mom and dad a hug and a kiss ever, ever, no matter what. Don't ever be ashamed to because that is like the lifeblood of what we can pass on to in family and true love. Because, you know, you said like, like your mom, you know, I'm 25, I'm going to be 46. And my mom's still like, Oh, and she hugs me and stuff. <laughs> and a hundred percent. I mean, it, it's just, she is still like, Oh no, he put a sweater on. I'm like, I'm 46 <laughs> years old. Are you telling me to put a sweater? You're out of your mind. And you know what I say? I'm like, Oh, I'm good. Mom. She goes, uh, yeah. And she just like shakes her head. She goes, Oh, <laughs> and <laughs> he's gonna die yeah, yeah but he's gonna pneumonia he's gonna totally get sick mm-hmm. i'm like oh man but um i don't think they ever stop and you know my mom's a loving person yeah a loving person so yeah i think young parents spend the time with your children teach them the basics of just manners and respect and and you got to model that yeah that's the hardest thing i didn't always model it right I demanded it, but I didn't always model it right. But I also apologize for it. Yeah. So I think I think apologizing is big, especially when you actually mean it. <laughs> Abs- no, absolutely. If you can wholeheartedly validate someone and, and really listen to them and see their side. Yeah. And if you just try, just continue to try and, you know, put yourself, take yourself out of wrap your brain around whatever happened some different way. That's important. That's huge. Relationships. Uh, I've, I've found myself and even some of my friends are like, 
again, we're young and we're like hotheads and Mm -hmm. we might have a girlfriend that's just like, Hey, do you mind like doing this? And we're like, dude, what the hell you're asking the world of me? And when in reality, it's really not, it's just like a, do you mind like texting me maybe during the day and just let me know? And you're like, yeah, Hey, I'm busy. Everything's good. Mm -hmm. Boom. That's it. Like sometimes to meet someone in the middle is what I'm saying. Um, how we're talking about like kids and growing up and stuff. Yeah. You've been a teacher since you said 90, 99 student teaching and you know, 99, 99 2000. How have kids changed? Cause I've in the, I think I worked with kids for five years. Mm-hmm. My last year, that's what made me not want to teach. I was like, this is a different right. breed of kid. And especially right. with, and you hear this everywhere. All the old people always on that damn phone, right. but you have phones and technology and I don't want to get graphic, but like I had fifth graders who were already watching porn right? and just talking about it. And I would be like, I, I, and you like, you don't know what to say. Right. So in the, in all the time that you've been teaching, what, what have you noticed the most or what, what are the small things that you've noticed? You know what? I, I think the biggest thing is the, the reason I, I think, I feel like the reason society is, is, is morphing or changing into that. Like what you're saying is, is like, I, I think, but it's, it's weird. Okay. Back up every generation has its own issue. Yeah. Okay. So when we were growing up at Orangeland, these guys are defiant, these guys, and, and like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But you never heard of students cussing at a teacher. Right. Like, and when you did, you're like, Oh dang, he just, he just did that. Yeah. Like yeah. he's gone. Yeah. He, that's it. That's a wrap. That's over, you know? But I think, what do you hear now? Kids will cuss somebody out. No problem. And why do they do that? Well, they have to learn it somewhere and there has to be allowed somewhere. And they have to, it has to, you have to see it being modeled and acceptable. Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing that's changed in my eyes is the respect. Don't get me wrong. I, I was disrespectful to a teacher once, but I felt validated. Like I felt I should, because you lied to me. You told me I could do this yep. and now you're taking it back. You know, I didn't cuss him out, but I said, you know, this is bull crap. You know, well, I said that because I, I wasn't going to cuss because <laughs> yeah. if I cuss and my dad finds out it's, it's, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. So that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. A hundred percent. But I think the biggest thing that's happened is, is the respect factor. And I see it a lot with, uh, even kids, uh, today, uh, a, a child will start complaining and, and doing whatever. And then, the, okay, okay, here, be quiet. And they just give them what they want. Okay, yep. now I can do whatever I want. Yep. And then the parent starts modeling how they get mad at someone and they just lose it. So, you know, and I think, and we've all done it and, and our children do it. And, and, you know, my children have done it and it's like, you know what? I know I've done that and it's not okay. Like when I do it and there's another way of doing it, mm-hmm. there's another way of approaching whatever problem that you have, whatever you're doing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think the biggest thing is respect. That's the one thing I've seen change because every, and again, every generation has a lack of respect for people, elders, whatever it may be, other, you know, peers or what have you, but the respect factor, you know, me coming up to you and saying like, I have a problem with this. And then if you fly off the handle, I'm just telling you I have a problem because I want it to be, I want to be done with it. I want to hold resentment. I don't want to hold that. So it's respect. It's respect of looking at someone. It's respect of shaking their hand. It's a respect of, of, uh, knowing like, where do I, where do I fall in this? And that carries over to everything. I mean, that carries over to your relationship, not only with your children, but your spouse, mm-hmm. your families, your peers. It, like I said, it, it, it runs the gamut of, of, of everything that you're going to have. And I can tell you that like for me, um, man, uh, 
in that point in time where where uh, where things you know I talk about I think I mentioned it, like it, it gets kind of up and down mistakes and everything I it was a lack of respect not only for uh, my family but for myself and and it, it's it's um, it's very sobering it's very surreal like okay you know uh, you know what what is it that parents need to do with it I don't have all the answers by right. any means if I did then you know I'd be sitting on a beach somewhere, you know, <laughs> right. playing golf at a country club that yeah. costs way too much for anyone to imagine. You yeah. know, I don't have all the answers, but I do have the life lessons and the things that I've learned that say like, okay, here's where you fell. You're getting another chance. How are you going to get up? And that's it. I mean, I believe more than anything, it's those life lessons that'll help. Do you have to be out of here by a certain time? No. It's 429 right now. Oh, man. We've been going that long? Good <laughs> yeah. Lord. People are going to tune out. <laughs> Dang, these guys can talk. <laughs> I don't think so, man. Um, you might be right, though. See, that's something else that I've seen uh, has changed, even with me, is the attention span. Yeah. And I feel so bad for you guys because you have to do the the online classes and all that. And right. I was telling you before this that um, my my friend's mom has to teach uh kindergartners online and it's like that's freaking crazy um and i i had someone be like i liked your solo episode because it was only 20 minutes yeah absolutely (laughs) you can't make everyone happy i get it dude i've had so many i've had so many people just be like it's pretty good but (laughs) but don't tell me but you know it's funny you then but that's some negative what yeah and then you start getting like oh, yeah like no yeah i get it but i've kind of learned to just you can't please everyone absolutely not. and especially in my line of work i've gotten crapped on so many times where I've, i'm just like if someone tells me something someone else will tell me something different right you know i've i've had i mean i've had ex-girlfriends that are i'm like oh check out this video and they're like oh that's pretty cool i'm like well you don't like it <laughs> well you know I'm, and i'm like my mom liked it <laughs> she's a girl <laughs> <laughs> exactly um man this is this has been it's been incredible but i, th- I think i, I want to end this on we're obviously different in age sure i've talked about and i keep talking about things that i've learned about myself and um things that i've learned about other people i tend to be very observant um and I can also read people like really well when they're in a room. I'm just like, mm, this guy's not that cool. Right. But what is something that you've learned now? You're, do you mind how? 46 next month. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know. Dang. Damn. All that gray. <laughs> man. Yeah, um, yeah, we're almost, well, we're almost 20 years. I mean, we're 20 years apart. 20 years that's apart. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, first of all, before I, I say anything else, it's something I want to tell everyone is speak to people. We're, we're just talking about when you, you know, you talk to people, look at them and all that stuff and etiquette's, right. etiquette's perfect. It's, you know, the foundation of, of being a respectful person, but go out of your way to speak to someone. Something that I've been doing lately, and this is going off of the question, is I've been talking to more people who were once my superiors or my teachers or right. I try not to forget where I came from and i'll i'll hit people well i text, i messaged you and i was like right hey be be on my podcast and other other people i've i've been like hey do you want to go to lunch and i know it's kind of weird like you used to be my teacher but now you know but if you put yourself out there and you speak to people that you usually wouldn't speak to you learn so much right especially with with people who aren't your same age 
older people, younger people, gentlemen, be careful. You know, don't don't go too young. Yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> uh, put yourself out there, man. Talk to people. I've, I mean, in these, I don't even know how long it's been. Like hour. In this hour, I've I've learned a ton, and I'm already like my brain's already going. Right. But that being said, what's something that you've learned now, being 46? maybe a new foundation that you're putting into place. You were talking about, about uh, your faith and all that, mm -hmm. but what are some things or one thing that you didn't know before, but now you're like, you can see clearly. The, the fact that, and, and I think you start, as you start getting older, people start becoming, start becoming more distant, start, start to start to leave you, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, good example, my mom lost her brother on January 17th and two months later lost uh, her sister. There was only three of them. And uh, my aunt was ill and she was in and out of the hospital. But, you know, people start leaving. And and it's sad because as you're younger, you don't you don't value time. You don't right. value, you know, you, you really don't. You, you just, you know, you keep going. You know, And then all of a sudden you blink and you're already, you know, 30. And then you look over and you're 40. Yeah. So it, it's, I think, um, the one thing I've, I've really learned is to appreciate the people you're with. If you love them, love them hard, love them hard. You know, there, there's something to be said about that. And, um, I know for me, if I'm going to love you, I'm going to love you hard and I'm going to just give you my all. And I'm going to, you know, I think, um, you learn to be more of a servant. What, what I do for a living, I have, it's a servitude. Right. Like I serve the community. I serve students. That I'm I'm there for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is putting that out there. Like I'm here for you. If if you think and you hear I'm the meanest person in the world, like I'm so I, oh he's so mean. Well, the people that are the hardest on you and challenge you the most are the ones that care the most because they want to see you do well. The people mm -hmm. that just let you get by, like eh, don't do that. They don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see you do great. They don't want to see you fail. Like I want to see people fail so they respond get and get back. Yeah, yeah, that's big. I think in anything that you do, if life's taught me anything, I mean, without getting into it, there's um, close people in, in my life that um, are battling battling cancer, and a guy my age is is battling a very aggressive form of cancer. I had to have a kidney removed. Oh boy. And and. Um, you know, you look at that and I'm thinking, you know, my dad died. I'm going to be 46, eight years from, from now. He would, you know, when I turned 54, that's when he died. And so, you know, I, if, if I love a person, I, 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 I'm going to tell you, I love you. And if you don't believe me now, one day you might, and I'm not going to be here to show you, but I'm just going to, I'm going to be consistent. And I think that that's the biggest thing. And, and we don't, you know, if, if I'm sitting here and I'm sitting across from me, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have been like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I would have listened, yeah. Sure. You know, I'm a man, you know, I'm getting a man, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I'm a man, mom. Yeah, exactly. But that, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I look at the time that I spent. Um, you know, I can't go back and do anything. All I can do is now. And uh, any relationships that I want to build or repair, I mean, I can only just do it now. And I think that's it. So, you know from my kids, you know, from the things that we went through in the past, um, that, that's, that's something that, that will always be a rebuilding.
And, and I think that that to me is important because regardless, I want them to know that I love them unconditionally. You know, um, their mom and I aren't married. We're not married now. But in the end, I love her unconditionally. I will always try to help. I will always try to do what I can. Um, you know, and, and, you know, not a lot of people know that about me and I don't know, I just came out and said it, but, um, you know, it, it's been total of uh, over two years going on three. Um, and you know, when it comes down to it and you mentioned, you know, young parents and such, it, it's so vitally important. I think that children know that you love them and you love them and you explain why you're doing the things you're doing. I think because the generation is like, well, why my generation was like, go do this. Okay. Yep. Now it's like, well, why do I have to, do <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, millennials. Yeah. Crazy kid. Wait, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, I think it's important that you, you tell them why. And I, again, I don't do it right all the time by any means. I am not perfect. And, and, you know, we, we touched on that in the very beginning. If you really knew what was going on behind my eyes, if you really knew what was deep down, would you, and then fill in the blank, yeah. would you still look at me this way? Would you still respect? Would you, you know, and, you know, students, they act up. I still love you. I'm still here. I'm here. You're going to run off. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And that's where the faith comes in. Like, go wherever. I'm here. I'm here when you're ready. I'm here. I think that's it. Time doing all that. Cherish it. Absolutely. Cause it, I mean, one day you have your job, the next day you're stuck at home <laughs> and then you have to find a place to work local hub right now. If you sign up 50% <laughs> off, I'm nice. just kidding. No. <laughs> right? Great. That was actually a good segue. <laughs> Ooh, that laugh is going to hurt people in their ears. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for being here. I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for, I mean, my community, our community, <laughs> That's crazy that your mom still lives at in the house that you grew yep. up in. Um, Midway. <laughs> mid, oh, I live by there. Yeah, um, yeah I've, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank I want to say thank you for, again, everything you've done. And, I mean, last week we were down there and someone you knew came over, or someone that we know, <laughs> Raul, and he was just like, this guy, man, you have <laughs> really? no idea. And then, and then, and we had just talked about Eddie when he came up to you. And, right. Uh, and you spoke about it earlier. Yeah. Um, but really, man, you've, you've, or sir, you've done, you've done so much for all of us and in, in ways that you don't even know. So I want to thank you for being on here. Thank um, you. You know what? I got to tell you real quick though. Uh, and, and your listeners should definitely know, um, what you're doing is amazing as a teacher. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you look at students that were with you, be it close or not, you had an impact or not. And then you see them. And they're going after something with such tenacity, with such intensity, with such a drive. That to me is like, it, it speaks volumes because someone molded you to do that. Something happened. There was an experience. There was something, there was an, you know, a foundation being built. I see I use that word a lot, but a foundation because it's important. Mm-hmm. And you came to speak at Orange Glen during a, a, a a portion where we were testing and students were getting cycled in and you did an amazing job. <laughs> I was floored. My mouth was like, man, look at that guy. I was just open. And I was like, <laughs> look at him go. You captured their attention. Yes, you're young and they were close in age with them. So they kind of like they listened up. And then you have Miss, Miss, uh, Miss Copeland's 
husband who's in the military yeah. older but still got their attention you mm -hmm. can see when people are passionate about what they do and you could see that in your 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 talk so as much as you're thankful for me to be here i'm thankful that just looking at you and no matter what happens you've succeeded because you're you can see that you're not going to stop you're going to keep going there'll be roadblocks be all kinds of things but you're going to find your way over around under whatever it is you're going to find it and i believe that wholeheartedly just watching you and um for me, it's humbling and I'm just so grateful and thankful that you asked me to be here because I get to be a part of this this journey and I get to see it and I get to follow it, you know, social media and stuff and I get to yeah. like and I get to listen to it and and I and for me as an educator, as a as a, a man looking at another young man going, Look at that. That's <laughs> that that now that's he's got it going on. Like the good for him. <laughs> so, I, I I appreciate that. That's absolutely a, that's super humbling. Um well Thank you for being here. I already said it. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it. I'll probably text you as soon as you leave. Thank you so much. That means um, a lot. Thank you. Everyone else, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, please subscribe, rate, review. Let me know what you think. Um, let me know what you want to see. Uh, this has been an amazing podcast. Uh, thanks for listening to This Life, a podcast by America Media. Uh, I will see you soon. Thank you. Amazing. Hey, thank you. I don't know how it went. It went fast. Right? It really went you fast. Just, yeah. I, I don't even know what I said. I'm going to probably, I have no idea what I said. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll black out and I'll be like, what just happened?